All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan. Welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. I'm here today with Todd Carroll. Todd is the Vice President of Sales at B&B Manufacturing, serving the United States and Canada. Now, B&B is a manufacturer of timing pulleys, synchronous belts, and power transmission products. Todd, welcome to the show. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Todd, share with us a little bit about your background and what led you to manufacturing and then with B&B. Great. So um, I've really been born and raised around this industry. Grew up in Indiana, went to Purdue University, graduated. My dad had an independent distributorship uh, here in Indianapolis and really got familiar with the different manufacturers that he represented. And as I graduated from Purdue, I got into you know uh, manufacturing with one of his tier one manufacturers. And really, my journey started there down in Dallas, Texas or Arlington, Texas. And uh, it went, took me to Portland, Oregon, and then Minnesota, all with that one manufacturer. And just really liked to see how things were made from the raw form into a finished form and where it goes in the marketplace. I mean, manufacturing is, is pretty unique for it from a power, power transmission standpoint, because there's not really anything you didn't get up this morning that manufacturing or, or products didn't have some role in you know, making toothpaste or coffee or whatever. So I've also spent a little bit of time on the distribution side with some different distributors, national distributors in the United States. I've always found my way back to, to manufacturing. That's my, I guess you'd call it comfort, happy place or whatever. I like to connect people with products and, and try to solve problems as well. Come up with solutions for manufacturers for the customer. Awesome. Well, and one of the things that we've had in our conversations is the fact that we want to change the conversation to bring more people into manufacturing and in today's competitive workplace where everybody's basically fighting for the same people, you have to create the type of culture that people want to work for. And there are just so many things that you are doing there at B&B to make that happen. So was this something that was kind of always part of your DNA as far as building those relationships? Or was there something with B&B that you just decided to start changing things and connecting with employees? So what are some of the things you're doing and some of the thoughts behind it? Well, I think if you, if you talk to anybody that knows me, they will tell you that I'm in sales and I do like to talk a lot. So I connect pretty well w- with people. At B&B, one of the nice things that we have is we've got a privately owned company. I mean, Bob Hamilton is our owner and CEO, <clears throat> and I've known him for probably about 20 years. And when he and I started talking about, you know, coming on board and heading up the sales and marketing aspects of B&B, you know, I really started to get to know not only himself, but the leadership team that he's put into place and started to understand what kind of culture he's creating there. And t- specifically in today's time, I mean, you're fighting for talent and it's hard to find it. So how do you keep it? How do you, how do you bring it in the door? And some of the things that we do is you know, you've got your traditional benefits, you've got your 401ks, contributions, but we also have profit sharing 
we hit a certain goal for the company, then the company kicks in, you know, a little bit more percentage to the for the overall profit sharing side of it. But we do some things where, you know, we've got an on-site gym and Bob actually pays the employees to work out. And if you have a certain group within the organization, let's say that we're a manufacturer. So we've got, you know, primaries out in the shop. We've got secondaries. We've got, you know, shipping, receiving, packing. If your team does all the workouts throughout a month and they're successful 100%, then you actually get to take off a Friday about two o'clock and you get paid the rest of the day for it. So not wow. only pay to work out, but he pays you to meet the goal throughout the month. Now, one of the nice things about B&B is that, you know, we're a 100,000 square foot manufacturing facility that sits on 52 acres. So we've got walking trails, we've got ponds, the ponds are stocked with fish. So you can take a break at 11 o'clock in the day and do your walk around the ponds or whatever. And it's, it's about a mile, it counts. And then if you want to come back on the weekends and go fishing, you're able to do that as well. So it's just, it's a nice opportunity to just take a break from the, let's call it the day-to-day grind. Because let's face it, today and you know in the in the current environment, it's tough to please customers. I mean, when you've got the supply chain issues, you've got manufacturing delays and different things like that. You, know, you, you need a little brain break from the overall grind of things. Right. And so, tell us a little bit about the gym. Now, I know you said that it's uh, thirty minutes every other day. But what kind of equipment do you have in the gym? Because again, people have an idea of they have to spend all this money and put together all of this. So not only the equipment, but maybe what you've seen from the employees that are taking advantage of that as far as health, happiness, retention. Yeah, I mean, before COVID, everybody was pretty much utilizing the gym. I mean, we've got a treadmill, treadmills, we've got ellipticals, we've got free weights. Uh, you've got a full mat area that you can do stretches. You can do uh, different, uh, you know, videos on the, on the TV screen as well. So it's, it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, you've got like doors there that if you want to take a quick shower before you head back to work, you can do that as well. So it's, it's a fully operational functional gym from my perspective. It's not just a couple pieces, pieces of equipment. You could probably get a good, I don't know, 15-ish, 20-ish people in there one time if, they, if, if it was, you know, full packed. But mm-hmm. throughout people's different shifts, the different breaks and stuff like that, it doesn't get that heavily uh, utilized at one time. So, but there's a lot of people that, you know, don't do the gym. They come out and they do the walks around specifically during the summertime. So it works out really well. Was that something that was always part of B&B or is that something that you put in, you know, in the, in the recent past, since you've been there? Well, this is our fourth building. So we started in uh, the garage of Bob's parents' house. So we went into, from the garage into another building. And then we were over on Genesis Drive in LaPorte, Indiana. And then we moved into the current building. So this current structure that was built about, uh, don't quote me on this, but about 2014, 2015, uh, the gym was part of it at that time. Mm. Not, you know, really see it in the other operations before, but Bob, healthy employees, you know, he, he wants to make sure that they're healthy, <clears throat> not only physically, but mentally. I mean, we have, uh, from an insurance standpoint, we have a local facility called, you know, Wellport that they'll come over and give flu shots free of charge. If our employees, 
you know, have minor things, you know, a laceration on their hand or need to go get immunizations or whatnot, they're able to go to that local facility and uh, free of charge. Um, so those are just some of the nice things that are in place. You know, when we have a milestone, say that we have, you know, a record sales month, booking month or whatnot, you know, we do a, an employee lunch. So everybody gets to partake in that and understand what the milestone was. We also have, a, a, I guess you call it an event where throughout a month or maybe it's a quarter, I think it's a quarter. If, if an employee goes above and beyond the call of duty, somebody can recognize it from leadership and say, okay, goes into HR and says, you know, XYZ employee did something well. I want to, I want to extend them a ticket. So they'll get these tickets throughout the month and then they'll go spin the wheel. And so every ticket equals a spin on the wheel and they can get a $50 gift card to a local you know, restaurant or a Home Depot or a hundred dollar gift card just depends on what slots are on that wheel. So, you know, at the end of the day, those are nice little things to pick up, you know, so when they get home and they want to take the family out to go grab a bite to eat or take the significant other or spouse out for a date night, those are just nice, simple little gestures to, to say thanks for the efforts of taking care of the customers. Right. Well, and it really sounds that you are making a significant investment in your people and they feel that. People who may be listening to this are, are thinking, you know, well, that's a lot of money. I don't have that. But if those same people were to take a pen and paper, you know, pen to paper and add up the cost of turnover, add up the cost of people ghosting you at lunch or not showing up for interviews, you're getting bad reviews on glassdoor.com or any of these things that keep people away from the shop, the investment that you are making in your people is you're probably saving tens of thousands of dollars just in retention costs because people aren't leaving. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, in our area where we are located up in Laporte, there's other manufacturers that we're really, I wouldn't say, we're, we're all competing for the talent that's up there. And uh, Rick Talbert is our president. Uh, he's a metrics guy. He likes to track those different types of things about turnover and a lot of other metrics as well. So when you say, hey, investing in your people, I mean, they're our number one asset. That if, you, if we take care of our people, our people are going to take care of our customers. And it's just something that, that Bob has always been pretty adamant about, you know, making sure that everybody's, you know, got a voice, everybody can, you know, give input. And even more now, I mean, specifically with the pandemic and, you know, we're still kind of in the midst of it, checking in with them. Hey, how you doing? You know, everything going well, everything, you know, what's stressing you? Can we help? Those type of things. So it's, it's nice to see that people are not just a number. People matter at B&B and, you know, we try to take care of them so that they're there for a long time. We've got a lot of folks there that have a lot of longevity, you know, many years. Right. And one of the things that we also talked about that you do over there, which caught, takes just a little bit of time, costs no money at all, but starting your meetings off on a positive focus. So uh, talk a little bit about that, how that started and, and what people share in the meetings when, they're, when you're starting off. Sure. I mean, it's something that uh, I actually started at, at B&B because an old boss of mine would do it. And the, I think the premise behind it is you get so wrapped up in working with your coworkers and you know them at work. So now whenever I have a sales meeting or I'm leading the charge of whatever you know, discussion we're having, 
I pause and say, all right, we're going to have our positive focus. And everybody understands it now. It's kind of funny because I'll say, all right, we're going to start the positive focus. If somebody's sitting to the left of me or somebody's sitting to the right of me, they're like, go that way because they don't want to go first. <laughs> so, um, but really what it entails is anybody can just talk about something positive going on in their life, personally or professionally. And it just allows us when you go around the room to see, you know, when you hear the personal positive focus to really understand that person for more than just, oh, hey, I go to Angel for all our quotes and price and availabilities. It's no, Angel's got a family. You know, they went to Michigan this weekend. They had a good time. This is the first time they've been able to get away for a while or so-and-so's kid, you know, won the, you know, local baseball tournament, you know, just, it's just nice to see the coworkers as people who have families and, you know, sometimes have issues and things like that. And we get some of that that's shared as well. And then you'll get some that sprinkle in a little bit, you know, professional positive focuses. But again, it's just kind of like a cleansing of the palate of the all the time, complete business focus. And it's just like, all right, we're all people. We all got families. We're all trying to do our job so that we can provide for our families and, oh yeah, move the business forward in a positive professional way. So it's been, it's been nice. And, and I think, like I said, everybody understands leading the charge or have a meeting, we typically start that way. And I think others are, are picking up on it. The first time we did it, it was a little, I wouldn't call it rough, but it was a little challenging because nobody was used to it. But now they, and it's, it's easier now. Right. Really, Lisa, as you go throughout the day, lots of things happen to folks. And if you can't sit there and, and figure out what the positive side of something is, then you really got to change your mindset always looking at the negative. So we're trying to pop, focus on that positive side because it keeps things, you know, the spirits are up and it just really cleanses the palate for the meeting and you start it and it's kind of fresh. Well, and you're looking at people holistically instead of just workers in the plant, you're looking at people with families and lives, which leads to more compassion, which leads to more empathy, better relationships. And like in the Gallup information, the Gallup polls have found that people who have a best friend at work are more engaged than those that don't. And by giving people the opportunity to share the victories in their lives and to build those connections with people, yeah, that, that it just allows those relationships to happen and people get to know each other. And it's also harder for them to leave because they right. know they're going to go to another manufacturing plant where they're not going to know the people, where they're just an employee ID number. So really taking into that consideration and spending just the first couple minutes kicking off your meeting on that with that positive focus. I'm sure your employees now look forward to that because really nobody likes meetings. You know? Right. So. Right. No, and I think they do. And again, you know, we're very fortunate to have a very active owner in the business. Before COVID, we would have Easter egg hunts for the families, you know, all the, all the different employees, they bring their families and kids. And, and really the Hamiltons are, are great folk. I mean, they would sit there at home and they'd bundle up all the Easter, ba Easter bags with eggs and different things. And the eggs would have candy and some money or coupons or whatever, gift cards. I mean, they do that all at home. So we're real fortunate to have the the Hamilton family, you know, leading the ship. They're all involved from Bob to Helena and the kids. They're just good folk, good people. Well, and, and having that type of connection again with the employees, because at the leadership team, the ownership level of a company, 
you all are seen differently from the employees. So when Bob is walking through the plant and, and he calls an employee by name or asks him about his wife or kids or what's going on in his life, there's a different level of connection that, again, they're not going to have at, it's unfortunate, but they're just not going to have at a lot of other facilities that either they had worked in the past or potentially would work for in the future. Right. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, we're, we're pretty good at a lot of things that we do. We still have a lot of things we need to work on. We're not perfect by all means, but What's nice is, you know, if we've got an issue, we typically put it on the table and have a conversation about it. You know, I would call that the, here's the adult conversation where you don't make it personal and uh, you don't get your emotions involved with it. And if you do that, you can pretty much say anything to anybody at any time and you, you get through the issues. And some of them are, are tough conversations, but it, again, it's about a group of, of team members coming together to move the business forward. And you're, if you don't have issues, you're I think you're living in la-la land. I mean, you're a company that's growing, you know, specifically now. I mean, in this time, with the supply chain, labor issues, all those type of things, you, you've got to work together and things get a little stressful at times. And you got to remember, hey, we're all here for the same cause. We're all in the same storm. We're all working, trying to figure out how to get out of that. And uh, in time, I think we will. We, we lean on each other quite a bit. All of us bring a little bit different skill sets, you know, experiences to the table and we, we recognize who carries what, and we lean on them if there's an issue that pertains to what they're, they're good at. Awesome. Well, and I know that your number one focus, of course, if we've been talking about is on your employees, but you also take really good care of your customers, customer appreciation week, and some of the ways that you go out of your, your way to connect with your customers. So share a little bit about what your doing along those lines in, in this marketplace the power transmission industry has a lot of manufacturers and, and b and b we're 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 growing we're coming up higher on the radar screen for most folks uh, but we're, we're not your traditional recognized tier one manufacturer that the name brand guys that are out there so we have to work harder from the standpoint of getting a quote done faster following up on that quote you know really making sure that you know we, we try to anticipate uh, as to what the customer is going to need. So we ask a lot of questions. I'll give you an example. Last night, we have web orders that come through. We have an, a group that we do a lot of business with. They send orders through and you happen to notice, okay, they're ordering this pulley. All right. They're ordering this pulley and they're both of a certain pitch of a belt. Well, the belt that they ordered didn't match. And so I just happened to just email and say, hey, are you running these together? Yes. And uh, well, you're using the wrong belt. Oh, I didn't know that. And they're drop shipping it to a customer. So just looking out for the customer in those type of ways from a standpoint of making sure that, hey, all the parts go together. When you get into synchronous, it can get a little tricky at times, but really just you know, asking the questions on a drive system. What's your horsepower? What's your RPM? Why are you doing this? Um, we had another customer that called us up for a belt probably four months ago that a competitor makes. Belt had a, a three-month lead time on it. Basically just asked them for the drive information. And we redesigned it into something that was on the shelf. Their customer was down. Uh, we shipped it out the same day. They got it the next day. And uh, they were up and running and they're pretty pleased with it. So in these difficult times that we've all been going through the for the last 19 months, 20 months, five years, however 
Who's lost. counting? I know. Who's counting? Kind of lost count because we all know that this should have been done by April of 2020, and not talking about it you know, a year and a half later. But right. what are what are some of the things right now that are working? We've hired a customer advocate manager that we haven't had this role before. Where you know this person, Marissa, is actually looking into the backlog, looking at orders, and trying to be proactive about looking at, okay, this customer's got an order in. Oh, the delivery date's coming up. We're not going to make that. You know, so we're trying to invest in being proactive and picking up the phone and calling the customer and say, hey, this order, you've had it in here for X amount of days or weeks, I should say, and uh, it's not going to be on time. Uh, We're going to be in need another two weeks. I just want to give you a heads up. We're trying to do it that way because we didn't used to do it that way. Sometimes we would get the call and the customer would say, hey, where's my stuff? And we're like, oh, let's check on that. Mm. Never want the customer to call you when you're late. You always right. be with the customer. So, Well, and it's obviously that's not news that they want to hear. However, the fact that you are being proactive and letting them know there builds a certain level of trust that now they know that you are on top of things, that you are paying attention to them. And it's not something that fell through the cracks and particularly with everything that we're going through right now with supply chain anyway, the customers are probably more used to not getting calls and having to guess where their product is versus when they're working with B&B, they know the, what the status is. Yeah, it's, it's getting more, more proactive today than it has been. Are we 100% bulletproof? No. Right. Far, you know, long way to come still, but it's, it's something that we've put in place. And we've got different ways of quoting customers from a standpoint of quick turnaround. I mean, because we're a big believer that, you know, the company that gets the quote back first usually wins. So we understand that. Carry large inventories as well. Bob, being a salesman at heart, knows that you can't sell from an empty wagon. So we've got a significant amount of inventory that we have, over $10 million of finished goods inventory in stock uh, that we can ship. I mean, it's come down a little bit, you know, I think it's really carried us during the pandemic. We are we have the free ability to, to continue to increase that stock level and keep it at that level. For somebody of a company of our size, you won't see uh, that amount of stock on the shelf from other people, other manufacturers. So we're pretty fortunate to have, you know, the, the leader of the company have that mindset. And then, you know, a lot of our business is made from the manufacturing side of people know us for custom made order things. And that's what we're trying to do. We, we've always done well on the custom made order, but we're also trying to let people know that, hey, we've got that MRO stock item as well. And what are some of the main things that are keeping you up at night? If you look at, I mean, I don't know who could have forecasted uh, 2021. I mean, if you, if you look at the pandemic in 2020, we were pretty fortunate. Um, we were basically flat, uh, where a lot of our competitors were down double digits and things like that. So when you look at where we're at today, you know, with the supply chain and labor issues and the influx of volume, I mean, we're significantly up on the booking standpoint and significantly up on the, the invoicing standpoint. And I don't think anybody could have predicted where we are today. So what keeps us up is how long does this continue? Right. What's, the, what's the stop look like? Is it a cliff? Is it just a, a minor slowing? I mean, if you talk to some of the economists in the marketplace, they'll give you some ideas, but I don't think anybody's got a real good idea of what that is. I mean, how do we continue to get people in? You know, if we could find 20 people today, you know, we'd hire them. You know, we've got those manufacturing positions open and 
office you know, positions as well. So we're struggling from that standpoint of how do you get the people in? What's the you know, forecast going to look like for 2022? And you know, how does that blend into our business to continue to move it forward in a positive way? Questions when you're sitting there, it's like, I don't know if my crystal ball is any better than your crystal ball. <laughs> oh, it's, I think they're all cloudy right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fortunately, we've been doing some things from a, a relationship side with customers, and I think it's it's paid off. And I think the way that we've really you know focused on being transparent uh, to customers as, hey, can you expedite this? Or, hey, I really need this. It's like, hey, we'll try. You know, or, hey, that's not going to go today. And, oh, by the way, it's going to be another six weeks. Mm. Just that tough conversation of not sugarcoating it. Right. I think while it's tough to hear today, I think over time when this clears out and we get back to whatever the new normal looks like, I, I think and hope that it goes a long way that, hey, yeah, B&B, they were straightforward with me. And then when they gave me the reschedule, it hit that or, hey, they told me that I couldn't go or, hey, you know what? They pulled a rabbit out of their hat on this one for me. I, I really appreciate that. We're hoping for moving forward. But Again, we've got to we've got to work harder than our competition because we're just not quite well as known as they are. We're getting better. We just haven't gotten there yet, but we're uh, we're on the right path. Yeah. And from a networking standpoint, what would be something that you would like to learn from other manufacturers and what insights would you be willing to share if people wanted to connect with you? I think from, you know, we just got back from an industry convention last week. It was the PTDA, the Power Transmission Distributors Association. It typically has about 900 folks there. It was about a third-ish, you know, this year. But, you know, networking with folks like that, what I like to hear is, how are they doing? What, you know, kind of benchmarking against how others are doing. And then understanding what are they looking to do moving forward? One of some of the new things that they've pivoted on during this current, you know, environment to, that's been helpful to them. Um, I mean, we've done some different things throughout the business, but how are they doing? I mean, you think you're doing well, and then you talk to somebody's like, well, we were doing all right, but those guys are killing it. And they killed it last year too. Mm-hmm. I walked away from the meeting. I mean, you hear some people, you walk into it where they were flat last year or a little bit down or whatnot, but there was a couple of manufacturers that were up 40% last year and they're up another 40% this year. And it's like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Things I like to hear. Cause when I hear that, I'm like, how did you do that? What was driving that? You know, just understanding those key, key performance indicators, KPIs as to what's allowing their business to move like that. Uh, maybe it's something we can bring back and utilize within B&B. And if people wanted to get a hold of you, what would be the best way for them to do that? They can, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm an open networker, you know, there as well. Most people have my cell phone and stuff like that. Whatever's easiest for them. I mean, I'm happy to give you my cell phone and, you know, let them uh, dial me up. I, I try to, I like to connect and, and uh, network with folks. I think it's a, a real key, you know, you and I met at the PTRA. Right, exactly. From there, this is how this came came about and um, you know, I follow you now and I think you follow me. And so you just, it's just, it's intertwined and networking, I think is the key. It's, it's not who knows you. It's not who, you know, it's who knows you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Todd, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Lisa, I appreciate the opportunity and, uh, look forward to working with you in the future. 
I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you.